0: what's going on fellas uh welcome back to another episode of the four fit fatherhood podcast a podcast for fathers by fathers um we talk about the four pillars of fatherhood which is faith family finance and fitness um this may be one of the last um solo full episodes um because we got those interviews coming man we've been uh i've been sitting down with some great brothers kind of going over their family dynamic their their journey into fatherhood uh, some of the amazing things that they're doing going forward and things that they've done in the past. And hopefully um, we've got some gems for you guys. Uh, I feel like they, I, they, you know, I mean, they they brought it, the fellas brought it, but um, I'm excited to share those with you. But uh, until then, right, you got just me. So here's the deal. Uh, I was looking at something and I, I posted actually the other day uh, a video of LeBron and, and KD uh, riding in the car. Um, and this is from like four or five, six, seven years ago. I don't know, it's a while ago, right? I feel like LeBron and KD have been looking exact same for like the last ten years. But anyway, um, uh, where, where KD, uh, Mr. uh, you know, mom is the real MVP. Uh, you know, he asked LeBron, you know, just a kid from Akron, about being a father. How uh how he's able to be a better father and a better uh husband every day, right? And LeBron's response is is, you know, becoming quote unquote the man of the household at, at five years old, his father, you know, wasn't around, wasn't present. Uh imagine that, right? Your son grows up to be LeBron James and you weren't around. You weren't present. Um, he has no connection to you and you don't get to take part in all that. Like there's probably a sense of pride to it if if LeBron's dad is 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 has any, you know, awareness or consciousness, like, damn man, look what my son has accomplished, regardless of whether I was there or not, there's got to be some sense of pride. Like, look at my bloodline. Look what we created. There's some tall ass dude who, who boned out on his, on his kid is like somewhere secretly, like proud and telling his homies like, yo, that's my son. And they're like, yeah, right, man. Uh, (laughs) Some dude in the barbershop, like, yo, I'm I'm LeBron James daddy. And they're like, yeah, right. Fuck out of here. But, but that's probably, probably the case. So anyway, so he's saying, you know, because I didn't have a father, um I decided that I was going to be a great father um in an effort to show him that he did it completely wrong that he did it absolutely wrong and he actually says that I wanted to become a father even young as a young man and have a have kids at a young age because I wanted to show him that even though you're young, you could be a present and available father um now obviously uh LeBron has." the financial means and has had the financial means to be a provider for his his children um he has maybe not the best schedule um for for being present right because obviously during the basketball season he's taken away from his family quite a bit um but then there is that part of the year where he's not in season and he's you know he's home probably most of the day obviously doing some different things business-wise lebron isn't just sitting at the crib he's doing some different things athletically as well but A little bit more free time in different parts of the year than than you or i probably have um but he was still very aware of his ability to be a father despite all of that right or or because of all of that right because his father wasn't around he decided that he was going to be the best possible father he could be in order to prove to his father wherever he is uh that this is possible um and then to prove to himself to to be the father that little lebron needed right um which i think is is the case for a lot of guys that i talk to a lot of guys that i talked to whose fathers maybe weren't around or were around but were always working or who um you know weren't emotionally available um well may, maybe they were physically available but not emotionally available or they weren't emotionally sorry physically available but they were you know whatever right some kind of some some form of absenteeism um and then fathers go hard you know as men right we go hard right we're going to go to the max. So I didn't have a dad. I'm going to be super dad, right? We put that pressure and that strain and that stress on us because we have to break the curse, right? Break the cycle. I'm going to be super dad. And that that makes being a father a bit more difficult, right? Like if I'm going into being a father with the pressure of, I have to be the best possible dad and I had to be best dad in the world uh, because my dad wasn't. I don't want to be anything like, I hate him. I don't want to be anything like him that puts more pressure on you than may be necessary, right? Like just going to be a great father because being a great father is what you do is a lot easier and it's way more fun, right? You get to enjoy every moment. There's no pressures, there's no worries, there's no concerns, right? But when you're trying to be the best father because somebody else wasn't and you're trying to prove a point to them or you're trying to compensate for what you missed, that puts a lot of unnecessary pressure on it, right? So for those of you guys that are, going through it. And I, I, I commend you, right? You're trying your best to be the best father you can be. You're listening to podcasts, you're reading books, you're talking to your homies, you got a circle uh, of fathers, uh, of friends that you talk to, um, that you're reaching out to, that you're you're checking with, that's giving you game. Um, you guys are sharing your fatherhood experience together. Um, I salute that, but understand you are doing it for your children and you right? Not doing it because of somebody else. You're not pressuring yourself to be super dead because that makes you stressful, right? Because then you're worried about, am I enough? Then you're worried about, am, am I doing this right? And then you, you got those sleepless nights where you're up trying to figure out if, you, if you're if you the best dad you can be, right? And then every time something happens, oh, I got to go to work or I got to, you know, I got to stay a little later. I got to miss the game. I got to do this. I got to do that. Then that, that compounds and it weighs on you, right? And it, it pushes. Uh, pushes you away from where you want to be. It makes fatherhood more tedious uh, than enjoyable, right? And so we want to try to avoid that. But back to LeBron. So this episode is a little bit about about you know some of the things that I've I've seen or heard or read from LeBron. And I love Bron. Bron is Bron is is dope. Like I, I really enjoy his fatherhood of his children. Um, I really enjoy him as a person in general. Um, I don't know him obviously, but just what you get to see from the media. Um, what you get to hear from him in regards to his family, um, I think, is really special. And it's something that we can all kind of not aspire to, but look at and be like, OK, that's dope. Right. But uh, a few years ago. He had a post that he wrote about his father. Right. And obviously it still bothers like the father wound is is isn't forever wound. Right. Like you can heal it to some degree right? You can never really fill it up though, right? You can't really fill that cup. That cup kind of stays empty. You may put a top over it. Uh, You may cover it up with a band-aid, but that, that wound kind of still stays there and you can work on it and go to therapy and you feel better about it, but it's still there, right? All right. So here's the post. So like, wow, dad, you know what? I don't know you. I have no idea who you are, but because of you is a, But because of you is part of the reason who I am today. The fuel that I use, not you not being there, it's part of the reason I grew up to become who I am. It's part of the reason why I want to be hands-on with my endeavors. So me in a position, allowing people around me to grow, that maybe wouldn't have happened if two parents, two sisters, a dog, and a picket fence, you know? So... Here is the topic of the podcast. You can be you because of him and also in spite of him. Right. Like you, you learn, and this is what I hear from a lot of guys. And, and I kind of, you know, like I've mentioned before, my stepdad was, was a hard working dude. He worked overtime. Um, I barely ever saw him uh not barely ever i saw him but it was like dinner time and then he would sleep and then he was up and back at work right and then i would see him on his days off kind of but he was kind of chilling right he didn't want to be involved he'd go outside he'd work out for a few hours um and then he would sleep and get ready to go back again right there was probably years where he worked he didn't have days off, like he was working overtime, like he was trying to work as much overtime because my mom was on disability. She got injured on the job and couldn't go back to work. So he was you know, carrying the load. So seeing that, right, it definitely gets you to a point where as a young man, you go, OK, it's my responsibility to take care of my family. It's my responsibility to make sure that I am doing what I need to do to make sure my family eats right on the same side right it's a, it's a coin right on one side of the coin it's like work 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 take care of your family be a provider on the other side of the coin it's like you're as a dad you're never around you're never available you don't have conversations you don't talk uh, about things right and i felt like definitely and i know i've worked 14 16 hour days like i know how tired you are but i felt like now and then i didn't care right because he you know he was my dad, but he wasn't my dad. You know, he's my stepdad and I respected him 100%. But um, did I really need him to have those conversations with me? I didn't really care at that point, right? But now looking back at it, i am like, dang, man, you was the guy in the household. We could have had all these conversations. Um, even in the like 10, 15 minutes that you were awake, we could have talked about something. You could have dropped the gem on me. Hey, this is what this is. This is what that is. These are the birds and these are the bees. You know what I mean? Like any one of those conversations could have been dope um but they just didn't happen right and for 10 years or like 15 years maybe um we didn't have one real like us me and him sit down conversation we i was in the room where he was talking to other people Uh, i was in i was at the dinner table He was talking to my mom and he may have you know directly said some things to me but nothing like they gave me any real game. I'm just going to keep it real. Like, and, and and I loved him and he was great. And he was, you know, he was there and he was the father figure and he did all that stuff. But I wish he would have been more emotionally present uh, now. Right. Again, as a young man, I didn't care. um, Or at least I pretended to not to care. And that's where I'm at now. Right. And and I had to overcome that because being in that situation, living the life that we lived and in the situation that we lived, it kind of crippled me emotionally um to where like I just was really nonchalant about everything like whatever like if it ain't if it, and I, you guys have heard me say this before if it ain't bad then it's cool right it could it could always be worse and so I never really cared about it until I got older and I looked back and I was like damn man like I really wish in 15 years we would have had one memorable conversation right and maybe i'm messing this up maybe i'm lying and we had a conversation and i just don't remember it but that's the problem too right there was no impact in that conversation the impact that i got was work hard take care of your family which is which is something that a lot of men need to get right that is a huge one that is one of the one of the tenets that we all need to have as men is that understanding that you are responsible for your family again like i say if a father you're a ceo of your family you're responsible for the company um you are the chief executive officer of your family and so it is important to understand that you need to work hard and provide and and put a roof over their head and food in their bellies and all that stuff and then be a a somewhat of a disciplinarian when you need to be um and just you know be be a figure right be a figure um in some regard but i think there's there's obviously so much more to being a father than just being a figure um it's it's an all encompassing job. There isn't one part that you can just focus on and leave the other parts out of it. Like everything matters, um, and and doesn't right. Like it's the things that you think are like super super important and you're like really harping on may not even matter. And you, you won't know until your kids are in there. You know, until your kids are adults, and you look back and be like, oh man, like he probably um, he probably right now, and I don't even know where he is. Like I know, I, I mean, I haven't talked to him since him and my mom separated because i was in college at the time so i was on my i was doing my own thing like i wasn't worried about him or them and i I was trying to get as far away from them as i could not negatively but like i was just trying to i was ready to start my own life so when they split up like at that point i hadn't even talked to him in a year Right. And not like anything bad happened. Like we just didn't talk on the phone. Like I just didn't know we didn't talk. I didn't call. I, I don't even know his number. Like I couldn't call him Be like, yo, what's up? And then again, it's different times. Right. He didn't have a cell phone. Or did he? That's crazy. Right. I don't even know. I think he I think he did. By the time they split up, he had a phone. She had a phone because I remember calling her uh, on her phone. So he had to have a phone. Right. It was one of them situations where if he had one. She had one. She had one. He had one. Um, But I did not even know the number right and that that's weird in in itself but it is what it is so i couldn't even call him i guess i could ask for the number but who am i asked i asked my mom who was just getting a divorce from him I'm like yo uh can i get can i get his phone number to call him like she would have been you know in her feelings about that but anyway so i haven't talked to him since then um i still talk to my sisters his daughters um uh, at least one of them anyway and 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 i uh, you know i check in how's he doing or whatever but i still haven't called him Um, and maybe I should, right. I've talked about this before. Maybe I should call him and see what's going on, see how he's doing. Um, and maybe ask him some of these hard questions and see if he's even receptive to answering it. Um, but anyway, here, here's what, uh, here's uh, after reading LeBron's thing and and seeing LeBron's thing. Um, let me go back to the, the topic. I got off off topic a little bit. So his absence showed you or show LeBron or shows us the importance of your presence. My stepdad's absence emotionally shows me the importance of being emotionally available to my daughters, right? Like I I, I get my, for the period of time that my, my dad wasn't around, his physical absence shows me the importance of being present physically. Um, you know what I mean? Like, and, and then with him and mom being split up and then joint custody, and I'm only getting to see him in the summer or every other weekend. Um, it showed me how important it is to be physically present. So, so I have now an understanding as an adult, and that's why it was a really easy decision for me when I found out I was going to be a father that I knew that I needed to be both physically and emotionally present for my family and for my children, because those were the two things that I felt like I missed um, from my father's, my father and my stepdad. Right. And so their absence in those ways. And I might even say my stepdad was, was physically absent because he was at work most of the time. Right. I went to school, I played football. And then, you know, if he worked graveyard, I might not even see him at all. Like he might leave and then come back while I'm asleep. Right. So it'd be months where I might not see him. Uh, you know what I mean? So He was probably also physically absent right and my dad not by no you know because of court orders i saw him every two weeks um so there was like you know it was one of those situations where i wasn't in a single parent household but i was right like i was raised by my mother with 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 the help of my father and my stepfather and I'm not saying that negatively and I'm not, and I hope that, you know, my dad or me and my family hears this and they're like, oh man, that's what you said about your dad. But that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is because of the situation, they were not able to be there completely. Right. Which is something that because I experienced it, I try to be there completely for my children. Right. Like I want to be physically present, um, which is why I left my, my corporate corporate job um because I was working 16 hour days right like I was gone all day I wasn't available schedule didn't work out i i didn't get to see them until the weekend and then when on the weekend stuff started coming up right um because of that I was tired stressed out emotionally uh you know not where I needed to be and so I noticed myself not being present in the ways that I knew I needed to be so I had to step back but again your father's absence in whatever way right in whatever way has shown you what how you need to show up right and so we have to like i said the fatherhood wound we won't ever like completely fill in we can cover it up we can stitch it and 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 over time it'll start to kind of you know we we lose we lose connection to it more probably more so than anything else um but it's there right and it's something that we're always kind of aware of and something we always have to kind of try to stay on top of and for me that that was it but it it, because of that wound i know uh what i need to do right it's like the first time you touch fire right somebody tells you it's hot you don't believe them you touch it boom you burn your finger now you know for the rest of your life like that burn is there for however long it's there then it leaves but the memory of the burn is still there right? Like the memory of how it felt, how it looked, the time period you had that blister on your finger, um, the, the pain you experienced, it's still there. And it's the same like would say like the fatherhood wound, you may heal from it. But the memory of it is still there. The, the, the physical sensation, the smell that the, all of the senses of that wound are still there. And you spend the rest of your life, whether you want to or not, avoiding that wound, either causing it or going back to it. Right. Just like again with fire, if I touch the fire, I'd get burned. I got the burn, but it heals, heals with time, it gets better. But I spend the rest of my life trying not to put my hand back into the fire. Right. And when I have kids, I tell them, hey, that fire is hot because I don't want that wound for them. And that's kind of how fatherhood is when you have some type of absenteeism in your, in your fatherhood journey, right? If you're not physically present, emotionally present, um, then that wound is created and you spend the rest of your life either trying to close yours and stay away from it <laughs> or trying to prevent your kids from having it, right? And that's kind of where we are. But that's a good thing, right? Because if you didn't know that fire was hot and you let your kids walk in the fire, how much, bad, how much worse would you feel about them being burned? right? Because you know how that affected you, you know, you can protect them from it. And as I said before, we're, we're protectors, we're providers, right? So if I know I can protect you from it, right? I'm like a tour guide. I've been this way before. I can point you in the direction of the things that you need to see, right? All of the beautiful things. Obviously, I want you to explore some of this on your own and have your own experiences, but I can tell you, hey over to the right there's a cliff there don't go too far hey right up in front of us uh there's a pit of quicksand but there's a rope grab that rope and swing over the top of it right that's the beauty of being present that's the beauty of going through it and still being present as opposed to going through it and then being like yo i never had a dad i don't know how to be a dad i'm just going you know what i mean i'm not going to be present i'm not going to do what i'm supposed to do and i think that happens a lot too Right, there's two two sides to it, and there's probably more. I just not probably there's definitely more ways that this happens. Right, there's like my dad wasn't there in the way I needed him to be there, so I'm gonna over the top be there in the way that I need to be there. Right, and then there's my dad wasn't there the way I needed to be there, and I use that as an excuse for me also not being there because I don't know how to do it. It's too tough. Whatever, I got to get out. Right, and that happens. Um, and that's obviously not something that we want to do. But <clears throat> the second part, okay. So his absence shows you how important your presence is. I think a lot of times we talk about generational wealth, right? As a father, we want to, our generations. And we talk about our kids and our kids, 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 right? We want to try to talk generational wealth. We want to leave money to them. We want to leave homes to them. We want to leave wealth to them, right? Because in our In our life wealth was maybe not lent lent to us i know in the black community um we are just getting the ground under our feet so it is it is you know leaving wealth to the next generation is huge right because we are only a few generations away from not having anything at all right and a lot of us are still coming into this world or coming into adulthood and being left nothing right so it's really big for us to have generational wealth but the first thing that I think we have to give in that generational wealth, the wealth that we have to give is not just money. It's not just houses and cars and and bank accounts, right? The generational wealth is your presence. Again, and we say the, the best present is your presence. The wealth that you can leave them is you being there, right? In all ways that you could be there because then what that does is they see that and then they take that to their kids, right? And that gets passed down from your son To your grandson from your grandson to your great-grandson and now we have a culture of being great fathers right now we have a culture of of guys doing exactly what they're supposed to do and that's just where that's the standard now and each level after that like moves up a little higher like my grandfather graduated high school i think I'm not hundred percent sure. I know he went to the same high school as my dad. I think he graduated high school, right? He may or may not have because, you know, work and back then and he, you know, whatever, right? He had kids, young, I'm pretty sure he graduated. Graduated high school, got a job, right? My dad graduated high school, went to a JC, community college, got his AA. I went to high school, graduated, went to a community college, graduated, went to a four-year school, graduated, right? So now I've taken it to the next level. And in fact, I was like, yo, I'm going to one-up this thing. I'm going to go get my master's. come my master's, graduated. Now what I'm leaving for my children is, hey, there's postgraduate education in our family, right? We know it's a possibility. Let's go get ours, right? And maybe they choose not to do that, right? But they, they, but they understand that there's a level, there's a possibility. They can talk to someone who's done it before. They can see a trajectory, right? Well, if you never see it, you don't know it's possible, right? Like my dad doesn't go to college, two years of college and get his associate degree. He can't tell me, he can tell me, but he can't really tell me what college is like or what I should do after high school, you know, because in his, his mind, like I'm doing a good job taking care of you and, and raising, you know, my kids and, and providing off a high school diploma like his dad did. So You can do it. You don't have to go to school. Look at me. Right? So then when when he goes to school now, he's like, yo, I went to college. And he used to tell me this all the time. I went to college. Like, the least you could do is go to a two-year school. Right? And I went to a two-year school because of my scholarship situation. But it was like, the least you can do is go to a two-year school. Right? Okay. If that's the, that's the, the, the floor now, right? So I got I gotta do that. I gotta at least get on the floor. Right now that I'm on the floor, I'm trying to hit the ceiling. Right? And that's what the real generational wealth is is like being present and available and being the father that you can be, the best possible father you can be, now sets the standard for your children to expect that of themselves. Now, if they get that, and we talked about the stats before, done the fatherhood by the stats before. And we understand that when fathers aren't present in the household what that means for children higher crime rates higher suicide rates higher poverty rates uh all the negative things you can think of in society are associated with with a parent not being involved Uh, a lot of times it's a father not being involved right um higher incarceration rates all these things right um so if we can start there right and we're present all of a sudden our kids don't go to jail our kids aren't poor Our kids aren't getting sick uh, from from hereditary diseases as often because we're there. We're taking care of our bodies. We're teaching them how to take care of their bodies. We're there. We're not in jail. So they don't go, oh, I got to go. You know, my dad went to jail. I go to jail. Right. We're there and we're providing love and happiness and we're showing them a happy relationship with their wife. I mean, with their with their mother and our wife. Uh, Now they go into their relationships and they have happy, healthy relationships and happy, happy, healthy relationships. Parents earn more right? So now we have the ability to leave some wealth to our children. That's where generational wealth comes in. It's not about one single person in the family. And, they, and, and, and uh, who, who is this? Ed Milet. Ed Milet says every family has the one, right? Every wealthy family that you can think of has the one, right? They have that one person who decided that we are not going to be poor anymore. And they went out and they worked their ass off and, or created something or did something. And boom, from then on, their family was successful. Um, but I would argue that that one, even though they did the work, did not carry that by themselves. That one typically had another person that they kept together and then they build from there, right? That one, if you are the father that changes the, the, the kind of trajectory of of fatherhood in your life, like your dad wasn't there, your dad's dad wasn't there, you know, that kind of thing. Now you're going to be the one that's going to be there and be present, then, that's awesome. But if your son isn't there and present, then it starts all over. So it's not about just you. It's about how you can bring as the, like, again, as the CEO of the company, right? You can go into a company, get hired as a CEO and just collect a check, right? Let the company run into the ground, uh, keep collecting your check until they fire you. Or you can go into the company or create a company and then build that company right build it up and expand it and grow it and, and create all of these different things like build it up in the sense that hire a, a cfo like you, you marry your wife and you you guys now are, are creating a family now of of employees that are of kids that are like dynamic and now they're building things and creating things and, and like now you, you know, like you have these big conglomerates, these big companies that own a bunch of businesses. That's because somebody in the company was like, hey, it'd be a really good idea if we bought this. And we added this to it. Like Facebook was Facebook. And then they were like, yo, let's get let's go buy Instagram. Right. Now we got two of the top platforms. Right. And then they're like, "Uh, let's get into the metaverse. And let's do this. And let's do that. Right. Let's get WhatsApp. Let's do. You know, what I mean, because they're continuing to expand. Right. It started with just the one just the just. This is just, I'm going to be this. This is what I'm going to do. And that's us. Like, I'm going to be a great father. I'm going to be a father for my children. I'm going to do exactly what I need to do. And I understand that in order for me to do that, part of me doing that is I got to have a really good partner, right? Got to have a really good partner or else it's going to be difficult for me, right? Like for my father, I'm sure he decided because his father was not really there. Um, I would say not there, even though he was like, I would say my grandfather was super important to me because he came back around by the time I was a kid, um, before he passed away. Um, he wasn't there for my dad. And then my dad had some, some really strong resentment about that. Um, even up until his death, but, um, my dad's dad wasn't around. So my dad was like, yo, I'm going to be present i'm gonna be available and before him and my mom split up when i was a kid like until like i was five i remember all these great moments with my dad all this fun stuff all these things that we did and all the fun that we had right and the the amazing lives that we had and then they split up for whatever reason and then all of those great moments got like whittled down to just a a few things because it just wasn't the time for it right so when we say that we're going to be great fathers not only do we have to have solid relationships with our children, we have to have solid relationships with our wives because if we are being a great father and we end up getting divorced from our wife, right? No matter how great of a father you are, if you end up only getting weekends or, or, you know, you only get like uh, every other week or only the summer, or you end up having to split custody in some way like that. Like, like I said, my dad was trying to be there you know what I mean? But court orders say, hey, every other weekend. Sorry, buddy. Summer. Sorry, dude. And so for me as a kid, I understood the situation, but it still feels like you're not physically present. You're not available. Um, you're not there when I need you. When something happens, I can't run home and talk to you about it. I get to a fight in the neighborhood, I can't be like, yo, my, I'm gonna go get my uh, my dad because you ain't there, right? And my stepdad wasn't there because he was at work, right? So so, so again, all of this, like the generational wealth talk is really amazing, amazing, amazing. But understand there's more to wealth than just money, right? Your presence is huge in that generational wealth, right? Because if you get a bunch of money and you amass all of this success, right? And you're not present in your kid's life and you pass away, they have no idea what to do with it. You didn't get to have those conversations with them on how to manage money or how to build an empire or how to flip these houses or how to do this thing right you didn't get to spend the time with them you weren't physically present so while you're building your empire make sure you're building your family at the same time because generational wealth is is typically what we consider generational wealth typically gone in, in three generations or less because the people who are building it are working their ass off and working so hard that they're not physically and emotionally present in most cases. So when it gets passed down to the next generation, they have no idea what to do. And so they start blowing through it. And then by the time it gets to their kids, they definitely don't know what to do because the person ahead of them didn't know what to do. So now it's all gone. So while we're we're working hard to, to build up our business, to build up our, our generational wealth, we have to uh, uh, understand that generational wealth refers typically to like any kind of asset that a family passes on to the next generation from their children to their grandchildren and so on and so forth fatherhood is wealth obviously i'm gonna say that because this is a fatherhood podcast but fatherhood is wealth if you want to pass down generational wealth you have to start with the father if the father is the head of the household, if he is the, the center of the, nu- the the cell, this family cell um, and he's not good, the whole cell is not good right like if the, if you understand cells the nucleus of the cell dies, cell dies. Right and really honestly, all these parts—means the the nucleus, the endoplasmic reticulum, the mitochondria—all these things are super important within the family, within that cell, right? But if the if the nucleus, the center of the cell, dies, that's it, right? That is it. That's all. So <clears throat> if we're trying to build a super solid family and leave generational wealth, and we want to be uh the one who breaks the generational curses. um, then you can't be that on your own. You're going to have to be the best version of you you can be as a father. And then you're going to have to be the best version of you you can be with your significant other, um, your your wife or your, your partner. Um, because one may start it, but one can't keep it. Right? You may be the father that, stops it right your dad wasn't around his dad wasn't around his dad's dad wasn't around but now you're around you're present you're available you're emotionally physically uh mentally all those things right and you give your kid that right then your kid goes out and has kids and he isn't that that's it right like that's it you what all the work that you put in is over so now what i'm saying is, is is as a father Right. You're going to nurture and grow and and groom your children to be the best possible versions of themselves that they can be. Not only because that's what you should do, like that's what you should be giving back to the world. But because if your goal is generational wealth, then you have to make sure that they are going to take the same ideas and principles that you had and continue those right and then once they continue it to their kid their kid continues it and there's just this now new generational cycle of of present and available fathers right um which is which is the goal of the podcast right which is to help you guys right to help myself be generational fathers right generational fathers and that i think that might end up being a topic of the episode is generational fathers how to be a generational father why you should be a generational father right like we hear uh you know the greatest greatest basketball player of our generation or the greatest baseball player of our generation i'm trying to be the greatest father of my generation right and then i wanted i want my children i have two daughters so i'm not going to have the opportunity to create a son That is the best father of his generation what i am doing though is i'm making sure i show my daughters what the best father of the generation is so when they go out and get married they are also going to be linking themselves with someone who is the best father of his generation so that my family line even though my last name won't continue with them my family line of responsible wealth fathers or wealthy fathers continues right and I think that's what we all want, right? I think we want our kids, kids, kids to still be like, "Man, grandpa so-and-so was oh, he was amazing, like I really love my grandpa, um and, you know, and have have that kind of lineage of of greatness, right All right, so again, hey, listen, fellas, because of his absence, you understand the importance of your presence, whether that be physically, mentally or emotionally. do not let that be lost on you. Understand that if you want to create generational wealth, right, the generational wealth that you need to create first is your fatherhood because fatherhood is wealth, right? If you can be fully and presently available in your fatherhood, meaning investing in your ability to be a great father, right, then that generational wealth that you create the money, the houses, the cars, the bank accounts, all that stuff can continue on past your son, past your son's son and be something that is actually generational. But it starts with you being the best version of you you can be so that you can be the best father that you can be. So, fellas, invest in yourself. Take the time. Uh, obviously, if you're listening to this podcast, you, you're interested in being a great father, right? Take the time to to find the resources. Um, if you're not already a member of the, uh, the Brothers Supporting Brothers uh, Facebook group, um, make sure you 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 message me. Uh, I'm gonna give you my socials. Uh, make sure you message me so we can get you in there, uh, so we can continue to build, build, build. Because remember, we want to leave generational wealth and fatherhood as wealth, right? Um, if you're not already following me on social media, uh on on Twitter and on Instagram, it is at fit fatherhood, um, the number four, just like the podcast, at Fit Fatherhood. Um, on facebook again that group is brothers supporting brothers you can go ahead and search it up um try to add and I'll, I'll check you out add you in um you definitely you need to be a father obviously married is is one of the questions you don't have to be married obviously a lot of us are in and out of relationship um so that's one of the questions because it's it's a qualifying question but the qual the real qualification is are you a father um Yeah. So, and then if you want to, if you have questions, right, you can always email me at forfeitfatherhood at gmail.com. And I'm super excited. Like I said, this is going to be one of the last, other than the five minute fatherhoods, uh, one of the last um, solo episodes for a little while, we're going to go to a interview format because I've been interviewing some dope dads and I'm really excited to share that information. um, So we get to hear that, but that is it for now, fellas. I'm going to sign off and uh i'm excited for next week's episode i got a really special guest uh, a guy that's really getting it done um in, in in several several ways but also as a father a fellow girl dad like myself and uh i'm excited for it man so you guys stay tuned uh make sure you like subscribe share share it with your your fatherhood circle uh share it on your social media um all that man all that so peace out fathers have a great day